It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Oklahoma City Thunder complete the 2022 NBA draft with three lottery picks, four players total. They take an upside swing on Chet Holmgren and Usman Jang. They take two Jalen Williams. Yes, that's right. Two players named Jalen Williams were selected by Sam Presti because why not? We'll talk about the draft and how it fits for the future of the team. All coming up on Locked on Thunder on the Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your teams every day. We're here recapping the 2022 NBA Draft. I am your host, me member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. Email the show, LOTHUNDERPOD at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. It's your first listen every single morning. We're here for you. Talking Thunder basketball five days a week. Always here. Subscribe for free across all platforms so you never miss an episode. It's currently 4.45 in the morning, and we're recording a podcast. I haven't gone to sleep yet. I was at the Thunder facility all night, made the drive back to Lawton, and now we're ready to go. We're ready to talk about the draft as the Thunder pulled off some surprises because would it be a draft day? in OKC if there weren't surprises involved. However, despite the Magic pulling off a huge surprise and taking Paulo Ben Carroll number one overall in a surprising smokescreen, and if we're going to continue to applaud Sam Presti for his brilliant smokescreens, the Magic pulled off just an unbelievable one at the top of the draft and take Paulo Ben Carroll. OKC had the pick between Chet Holmgren and Jabari Smith Jr. Now, OKC still sided with Chet Holmgren, even though there was a Chris Haynes tweet that said they were going to draft Jay, uh, that they were going to draft Jabari Smith Jr., which got me all excited because he's my number one player on my board. But the Thunder stick to their guns and take their guy in Chet Holmgren. They've been scouting Chet Holmgren for three years now. We've made two separate videos on Chet Holmgren already in this channel, so you can go back and listen to that, uh, those on YouTube only. Uh, but for podcast listeners. The Thunder have scouted Chet Holmgren for three years. Sam Presti said he's thrilled with the outcome of this draft. He says that the top of this draft class is very good, but for them, Chet Holmgren was the best player. What you're getting in Chet Holmgren is a seven-footer who can shoot 40% from three. He's elite in transition. He has ball handling and passing at his size that are just incredible. He's in the 98th percentile in the country offensively, according to Synergy, over a point per possession, 1.16 
points per possession overall. Synergy ranks him as excellent offensively in these categories. Overall offense, transition offense, half-court offense, cutting, putbacks, isolation, around-the-rim non-post-ups, and despite these flying colors offensively, I still do not think he was maximized the right way at Gonzaga. I think that you can see him uh, have more pick-and-roll opportunities on both ends as the roller and popper and as the ball handler. I think that you can especially see him, and what I'm excited for is playing through him in the high post. That's something that Marks love to do. Mark Dynott loved to do that with OKC uh, back whenever they had Al Horford. He likes to play through the high post a bit. And Chet can pass out of the post. And I just think that that will really open up his game, especially for, say, a cutting SGA toward the rim. It's going to be a lot of fun to see how this all goes down. Now, despite the offense being the eye-popping stuff, he was an elite rim protector in college and ranked in the 80th percentile defensively. With Chet Holmgren, if he hits his number one ceiling, if he hits the 100 percentile of his career, just this just completes everything on the on the checklist of progression and is and is what you imagine Chet Holmgren to be at the peak of his powers. He will have reinvented the game of basketball. He will have been a player that evolutionizes the game. He will be somebody that changes the way we view the sport. That's what you possibly have at two. Now, it's rare that players reach their peak of their power potential. It's very hard to do. But if you trust how hard Chet Holmgren will work and you trust how confident he is in himself, I mean, at the lottery, he was saying that, you know, who's who's the best NBA player? He said, me in two months. Now's your time to prove it. He wants to be a 50-40-90 guy. If you're a 50-40-90 guy at seven feet tall... That's just mind-shattering. Plus the playmaking, plus the passing, plus the rim protection. Spacing the floor as a center, shooting 40% from three. If the Thunder get this pick right in Chet Holmgren, if Chet Holmgren can develop into his ceiling, there are no words for how incredible that will be. The only real knock on Chet Holmgren has been his body, and I think that a lot of that's kind of unfair. I think that unlike Pokashevsky, for example, Chet doesn't necessarily let that body get in the way a ton. He still takes on contact. He still seeks out contact, and he's willing to get in the mix. He's not going to back down from anybody, which is a big deal, You know, just being the willingness to get aggressive. And again, like I've said for Poku, beefing up to you know 200-plus pounds or, or whatever you know, whatever he ends up being, obviously, like that's a disproportionate because he's seven feet tall. But you know, beefing incredibly up for Chet Holmgren might not be the best thing for him due to his body structure and due to adding an injury risk for Chet Holmgren. So, like, he's 190 right now. Going to like 220, 250 wouldn't maybe fit with his body even. So it's not necessarily just purely beefing up. It's learning how to play with your strength, something that Poku's gotten better at in his career. Poku's gotten bigger in his career. He hasn't gotten overly bigger, but he still plays differently last year than he did in the years prior because he understands how to use his body more effectively at the NBA level. So besides his body, the question becomes, can he switch the perimeter on defense? Whenever the Thunder eventually get to the playoffs and eventually 
are in more competitive games that are playing in the half court that are hunting pick and rolls uh, and that are hunting mismatches. Can Chet Holmgren play on the perimeter and be a switchable defender, or is he just going to be a guy who protects the rim? My thing with Chet Holmgren is I think he can defend at the perimeter eventually in his career because I think even if you get the first step on him, his length and understanding how to use his length without fouling will allow him to make up ground in a hurry and will allow him to wipe away shots even if he got beat on that first dribble. So I really love the ceiling of Chet Holmgren. Now, I think that the safest pick would have been Jabari Smith. I think that the next safest pick is Paulo Bencaro. But who can be the very best? Who has the highest ceiling? For me, the highest ceiling is Chet Holmgren. It's just a matter of do you think he's going to reach it? Do you think you can get him there? And obviously the Thunder do. They believe they can get him to his ceiling. They've watched him play for three years, and they still believe that they can get him to the peak of his powers. And if they do, then a small market team who needs to win in the margins to be able to win the big one has then won themselves an evolutionary player. And that gain right there is the difference. It's what you need to do. You're not going to luck into a evolutionized player or a top-tier superstar player falling into your lap in free agency. You've got to go find them, and finding them takes risk. Finding them is hard. And as I said before earlier today, Sam Presti has never missed in the top five of the draft. So you trust him. You trust his vision. You trust what he's doing. Now, there are some question marks later on that we can talk about, but as far as number two goes, you've got to believe that Sam Presti's thought all this through, and as a guy who's never missed in the top of this draft, and as a guy who's well-respected and one of the best GMs in the sport, I trust him at the top of the draft especially. So with Chet Holmgren, I'm just excited. I'm excited to see how this goes. Josh Giddy was incredibly excited for the pick. That was awesome to see. Uh, the two had been uh, talking on social media since the lottery, and now it's like full go. And we're a week away from, you know, a couple weeks away from watching Chet Holmgren play for the Thunder in Summer League and possibly playing in, 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 with Josh Giddy if Josh Giddy plays in the Salt Lake City circuit, and if Chet Holmgren also plays in Salt Lake City, it's going to be fun. So buckle up. If all goes well, you're looking at the next cornerstone of the franchise in Chet Holmgren. So we'll see if the Thunder can get to that top ceiling with Chet Holmgren. But we still got to talk about Usman Jiang. We still have to talk about the both the Jalen Williams. But first, let's talk about Arcade 1-Up, folks, because it's back. Boom shakalaka, we have big news. The one and only NBA Jam is back, Arcade 1-Up. The leader in home retro arcade games is not only bringing you the best game back, but they made it bigger and better than ever with the wait for it, Shaq Edition Machine. People are obsessed with NBA Jam, and I'm thrilled to tell our listeners they can once again play hoops with NBA legends in this arcade classic. Jump clear across the court, set the ball on fire, and one of the first sport video games ever to feature real and digitized NBA sports licensing. No fouls, no free throws, no quarters required. Compete with friends and family through the all-new Wi-Fi leaderboards and make you more connected to the game than ever before. Pre-order right now at Arcade1Up. That's Arcade1Up.com for an estimated early September ship date. Arcade1Up is the place for fun. They've got even more classics like Golden Tee, 
Mortal Kombat, and many others starting at just $3.99. Check this out. They're giving away an NBA Jam Shack Edition to a Locked On Thunder listener. Enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade, the number one, up.com slash locked on. You've got until July 8th to enter to win the NBA Jam Shack Edition console. Do not miss out. Enter today. Who are you going to play NBA Jam with? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. Email the show, LOTHUNDERPOD at gmail.com. We're recapping the draft. We talked Chet Holmgren. Now it's time for the surprise of the draft. Remember, the Thunder trade for pick 11 and select Usman Jang. And you're just thinking, what? In the moment, it was multiple first-round picks, and you figured pick 12 was in there, but it wasn't. The Thunder kept pick 12. The Thunder trade three future first-round picks to go up to number 11 in this draft and get Usman Jang. So the Knicks will get the 2023 Wizards pick, which is top 14 protected, the Detroit Pistons pick, which is top 18 protected, and the Denver Nuggets pick, which is top 14 protected. As far as next season goes... The only one that will convey or have a chance to convey is Denver uh, because Denver will likely make the playoffs and likely, of course, evade the lottery. But in a competitive Western Conference, could they get bounced into the lottery? Maybe, you know, and then they get their pick back. But uh, the rest will get kicked down the road at some point and will eventually convey. Uh, But you gave up three first-round picks and you got Usman Jing. I want to clear one thing up. As for 2023, Victor Wimbanyana, I saw some of this on Twitter, freaking out that you've given away three 2023 picks because you wanted Victor Wimbanyana. All those picks were lottery protected, so they cannot turn to Victor Wimbanyana. And even if you had them, even if somehow they all conveyed and Detroit was the 19th best team in the NBA, even if all that happened, there is no such thing as a trade for Victor Wimbanyana. Your percentage chance to get Victor Wimbanyana is 14% chance as long as you're one of the worst NBA teams. That's it. Whoever wins the lottery, no matter what their situation is, no matter who's their GM, no matter what their team roster construction is, no matter any other outside circumstances, whoever gets the first overall pick is taking Victor Mignana, and there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing. He's labeled as the best prospect since LeBron. You're taking Victor Mignana, and there is no godfather offer. There is no 17 first-round pick offer. There is no even Shea Gildas-Alexander offer. Because would you rather have, at that point, Four years left of Shea or nine years left of the best prospect since LeBron. That's just going to be how the business side of things work and how and how GMs think. You're not trading for Victor Mignana. No one's giving him up. It's like Kate Cunningham. It's like Zion. There is no trade for them. There is no trade for Victor Mignana. So it didn't really matter that they gave up three in 2023 because your percentage of Victor Mignana stays the exact same. 
Now, as for Usman Jiang, this is clearly Sam Presti's guy. I don't buy it. I still don't buy it. And I'm not going to tell you the whole line of trust in Presti here because I think that that just eliminates basketball discourse and it's kind of silly too. Uh, but I will say, one of the best GMs in the sport has zeroed in on Osman Jiang. So take that for what it's worth, and it's worth a lot. Uh, he played in 23 games, 20 minutes per game, 9 points, 2 rebounds, and assists per game, shooting 39% from the floor, but just 27% from three. He played in the New Zealand Breakers. He's 6'10", 216. He's the first European-born player to join uh, NBL's Next Stars program, which helped develop LaMelo Ball, Josh Giddy, and RJ Hampton. He also attended an academy in Paris, which produced Tony Parker. That was pretty interesting to uh, note. And here's why Sam Presti drafted him. Here's the big selling point. Just like Chet Holmgren. This is a 6'10 guy. Chet Holmgren is 7 feet tall, obviously. But this is a 6'10 guy who's a guard. He has guard skill sets. He has guard dribbling, passing. He has the step back. He's a guard. And the kicker is, the Thunder have been scouting him since he was 16 years old. And since he was 6'3". They've watched him go from 6'3 to 6'10". That's how long they've been monitoring Usman Jiang in person. If he works out, he is a unicorn type of player. Now, he was my number 21 player on my big board. I don't see it with Usman Jiang. But you get guard-like skill sets at 6'10", you get step-back threes, you develop that jump shot, then the sky's the limit. Now, that's the thing. He's got to develop a jump shot. And we've heard that before, right? I think the rest of the stuff, the passing, the dribbling, I think all that's there. I think all that's ready to go. But the shot is going to hold his entire offensive game back. He's got to get the shot down. And I just don't trust it to happen. I just don't trust the shot to come around. And I can be wrong. I probably will be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Because if I'm wrong, and if Usman Jiang does become a good shooter, well, then you just drafted two blue chip guys. Listen to me. If he shoots 37, 39% from three, You've just drafted, drafted in this draft two blue chip guys. So I hope I'm wrong. Because guess what happens if I am wrong? The Thunder are going to be really good. And the Thunder are going to win games. And what happens when the Thunder win games? People are more interested in the Thunder. And what happens when they're more interested in the Thunder? They are more interested in listening to Thunder podcasts. And what happens when they're more interested in listening to Thunder podcasts? They might listen to this one and find this one. Therefore, when they listen to this one, guess what happens to my bank account? Shoots up. Can't whistle, but you get the gif. Shoots up. I want the Thunder to be incredible. Uh, there's nobody who cares more about the Thunder being good that's not directly tied to the organization than media people paid off of views. That's it. But I just don't see it. I, I just I can't be disingenuous with you. I can't act like this is just the most incredible thing ever because while I see the ceiling, and again, if he shoots... 37-plus percent from three, he is going to be one of the best players in the NBA. He's going to be an all-star because he has the passing and he has the dribbling and he's 6'10". But I just don't see that shot coming. That's why I had him down at number 21 on my board. But this is a a new staff. This is a, a new strategy, a new rebuild 
where you you can be more patient with guys coming around in their jump shot. You can give them more time. You can give them a better environment to thrive in besides throwing them into the fire on a playoff team. You can, you can have things change. I know it sounds silly to say this, but you'd rather have to change one thing, even though it's a big thing in shooting and it's harder to change shooting. You'd really need to change one thing than five. And for Jiang, I think he needs to change one thing, and that's just shooting. And the Thunder believe he can do it. It's obvious by drafting him here and trading three first-round picks for him. Because let's not forget, we were all over the moon that the Thunder got the Wizards and, and Pistons pick, and now all of a sudden it's a fleecing the other way. It can't be both, right? So Usman Jiang, I think, can be a player that makes an all-star team. I also think he can be a player that can't crack the rotation in three years. Pick your poison. Let's see where he ends up. Here's the thing. To get you back on the happy side before we transition into a player I really love in Jalen Williams. Are you going to trust my evaluation or Sam Presti's? Sam Presti has forgotten more about basketball than Oliver and L. Sam Presti, again, has a track record of, of success in the NBA. I don't. So my word doesn't mean a ton in evaluating talent for the future, but that's just the way I see it. And I'm going to be honest with you. If I don't like a pick, I'll say I don't like a pick. And I didn't like this pick. And we'll see who's right and who's wrong. And hopefully it's Sam Presti that's right because I want the Thunder to be very good. Coming up, let's talk about both the Jalen Williams and then talk about some news and notes from around the NBA draft. But first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at Bet Online, folks. Bet Online is your number one source for all betting needs and sports info. Find the latest sport developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's Stanley Cup Finals and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Bet BetOnline.net right now with the best sports and sports scores podcast news this season. BetOnline has MMA and golf as well. So check them out today by going to BetOnline. This is how easy it is, folks. You type in BetOnline.net. You go to their sports book. It'll pop up baseball for you. You can also go into basketball. NBA basketball, no games on, obviously, but there are some playoff specials and NBA specials. So Lakers finishing position in the Western Conference is already up. Will they be higher than a sixth seed or under a sixth seed? Well, what's going to happen there? Uh, You can get the under six and a half place for the Lakers at minus 120 and then the over at minus 110 if you want to bet on that. But they always have futures like that, especially right now they have um, title odds. The Thunder have tied for the worst odds to win the title, but you can go bet on who you think will win the title at betonline.ag, at betonline.net as well. So check them out today at betonline.net. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. 
file with 100% accuracy, and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Let's talk Jalen Williams's. So let's start with Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara, who is my 13th player on my board, and the Thunder got him at 12. So I'm not going to see her and act like it's a reach the way that some people will because I, I, just, I had him at 13, and I'm not so egotistical that I think that, you know, Sam Presti might not have him above one where I had him, right? So, like, if my board has him one off of 12 and Presti values him at 12, I'm going to side with Sam Presti on that one, right? Now, the Jiang thing where it was like 21 to 11, uh, that starts to peak my eyebrows a bit. But for Williams, I love the pick. I'm happy personally because he's a great interviewee. He was awesome last week in, in the interview setting. And so now you get that, you know, 82 times a year. But beyond that, his biggest highlight is crossing over Chet Holmgren on the dribble, which I thought was very funny uh, and, and will be talked about Saturday probably. Uh, he scored 18 points per game, four rebounds, four assists, a steal, uh, half a block per game as well. Here's the big thing. He shot 39% from three on 106 attempts. That's up from about 27% uh, his his sophomore year. The reason I don't believe that that's a fluke is because he shot 80% from the free throw line. Now, if you didn't know, NBA teams actually use free throw uh, percentage more than three-point percentage. That's right, free throw percentage more than three-point percentage to evaluate long-term shooting success. And so the marker that they use is 70% or higher, and Jalen Williams is shooting 80% from the line. So that's why I'm feeling very confident that Jalen Williams from, from Santa Clara will be shooting at a high clip in the NBA. Uh, he's 6'6", 195 pounds, 21 years old. I still think, despite being 21, that he has upside left in him. However, I want to make it clear. I think that there's a chance that Chet Holmgren maybe falls a bit short of expectation. I think there's a chance that Usman Jiang, like I said, isn't in a rotation in three years. With Jalen Williams from Santa Clara, I, I have a hard time finding a pathway where he quote-unquote busts. I think he's a playoff rotation player at worst. Like, I really, really like him as a safe option, but still it's a measured safe option. While I think that at worst will be a playoff rotational player, I think he still has room to improve on and off ball offensively. Let's look at his synergy numbers. 90th percentile offensively overall, 1.05 points per possession. He uh, he uh, produced 1.2 points per possessions in transition, 1.02 points per possession in half court, 90th percentile offensively against a man defense, 87th percentile offensively as a pick-and-roll ball handler. That's, of course, the entire uh, NBA meta nowadays. 90th percentile as a spot-up shooter. 83rd percentile in transition. 71st percentile in ISO. That's all offensively. And here's the big one. He was in the 97th percentile, shooting 48% on catch-and-shoot opportunities. You know who's really going to find him opportunities to catch-and-shoot? Josh Giddey as a playmaker. Uh, SGA as a drive-in kick guy at the rim, like shooting 48% in the catch and shoot is very, very important. And Jalen Williams from Santa Clara has that. So I love this pick. And again, I find it hard to believe that he won't at least be a rotational piece in the playoffs. Even as your bench shrinks and you go to more of an eight-man rotation, nine-man rotation, I think that Jalen Williams will play a big impact on playoff teams in his career. Uh, But let's move on to Jalen Williams from Arkansas. 
So Jalen Williams from Arkansas is Jalen Michael Williams. Jalen Williams from Santa Clara is Jalen Devon Williams. Jalen Williams from Arkansas is J-A-Y-L-I-N. Jalen Williams from Santa Clara is Jalen J-A-L-E-N. So Jalen Williams from Arkansas, 6'10", 240. 11 points per game, two assists, 10 rebounds per game, a steal and a block per game, shooting 46% from the floor, 23% from deep. And here's that metric again, 72% of the line. So he's above that 70% plateau, which gives you some hope that he can pro, uh, progress as a shooter from deep, maybe up to 27, 28, 30% from three. Um, he led the nation in charges drawn, which is awesome. He ranks sixth in division one in defensive rebounds per game. All SEC first team, all SEC defense, 61st percentile overall offensively according to Synergy, 0.9 points per possession. You're looking really for one or more points per possession, so he just barely misses that cut. He's excellent at runner shooting 53%, although granted it was on 15 attempts. Whenever he's guarded on a catch-and-shoot opportunity, he shoots 37%. When he's unguarded on catch-and-shoot, he shoots 24%. He's in the 78th percentile. This is the biggest factor for Jalen Williams. And this is why you draft him at 34. The charges drawn, the rebounding defensively, and this. Listen to me. Jalen Williams from Arkansas is in the 78th percentile as a pick-and-roll defender, which is how the NBA is played nowadays. You just got done watching the NBA playoffs, didn't you? You just got done watching the NBA finals, didn't you? How many pick-and-rolls did you see happen throughout the postseason? Everyone's going to be asked to defend the pick and roll. And Jalen Williams is really good at it. Contract-wise, Jalen Williams will probably be on a standard NBA contract with just non-guarantees to help him out. But even though he's at pick 34, maybe you can talk him and his agency into doing a two-way deal for and, and, you know, with a wink-wink, nudge-nudge that it's going to get converted around the deadline. But ultimately, I don't think that that will happen. I think that they'll they'll sign him to a deal just like Jerry got that's kind of mirroring a late first-round uh, contract with some non-guarantees as well. So... Here's the NBA draft notes to end on. I told you so. I told you OKC would be comfortable taking four players in this draft. And they were, and they did, because they saw value in it. Uh, OKC gets three lottery picks with one of the best GMs in the sport making them. That should make you feel really happy despite my evaluations, despite your evaluations, despite anyone's evaluations. You have one of the best GMs in the sport, and if you want to continue to trot that out and, and use that line against other fan bases that Sam Price is one of the best GMs in the sport then despite anyone else's evaluations, you have to think and give him the benefit of the doubt that his three lottery picks are going to pan out. At least two of them will. Now, it's important. The rebuild is not over. Not over whatsoever. Do not for a second think that this is over. It's a slow build. Number one, Jiang's probably not even a player, right, his rookie year. He's going to play. He's going to get NBA minutes. Don't get me wrong. But in terms of impactful, positive player, I don't think so. Uh, Chet needs to, of course, adjust to the NBA lifestyle. Jalen Williams from Arkansas uh, is going to get minutes, but again, positive impact we'll see, uh, especially offensively. And then Jalen Williams from Santa Clara, he'll be a really good player uh, his rookie year. Uh, but how good is, is the question? Sam Presti then said that the Thunder are going to let the team decide who they are. He said that before. Uh, and, you know, he never wants to put a limitation or a cap with expectation on what a team can be. So it sounds like they're just going to play the season out and just see what happens. But young teams typically... Do not win. Uh, it's just the reality of the NBA. Young teams typically struggle to close out games, especially later, later in the season. So it's going to be difficult to win as a young team, period. Uh, and then, of course, you know the deal for 2023. It's Victor Mignogna season. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, also, news and notes. Jalen Green, 
not Jalen Green. I wish it was Jalen Green. Folks, I told you it's now 5.12 in the, in the morning. I haven't slept. Uh, but I drove to OKC for you guys to talk to, to talk with Sam Presti and be at the Thunder practice facility. No big deal. No big deal. Don't need a pat on the back for it. Don't need a pat on the back for driving an hour and a half up there and back. Don't don't need a pat on the back for it. It'd be nice because I did drive an hour and a half both ways, you know, going up an hour and a half, coming back an hour and a half, but I don't need it. It's okay. I do it for the people, but it's okay. The Jamichael J- Green trade is official. The Usman Jiang trade is official. So there's no outstanding trades. Uh, so the Thunder will likely have their introductory press conference for the rookies on Saturday uh, on Saturday afternoon. Tentatively, that can change, obviously, but they're eligible to talk about everybody, so that's going to be great. Um, and then Chet Holmgren was asked on ESPN uh, what number he wanted, which I thought was very unfair. Very unfair question, uh, because I, I don't expect Chet Holmgren to know every player's numbers. I don't think a lot of you listening off the top of your head, know everyone's number on the team. Even if you watch them 82 times a year, you probably don't because it's it's numbers and it's very hard. Uh, so he did say, Chet did say, uh, does anyone have number 34? Yes, Kenny Hustle does. But Chet Holmgren just came into a lot of money and maybe he can throw a little cash, a little quiche to uh, Chet Holmgren for number 34 because... Uh, Kenny Hustle is still in that $2 million deal. So uh, maybe if Holmgren wants it that badly, he can throw some money to Kenny Hustle uh, for the for the number. Who knows? Uh, but as of right now, two in the show. OKC has 22 players on roster. The roster eventually has to make its way down to 17 players, which is including the two two-way slots. Uh, and that has to be done by the end of the preseason. As far as the offseason, you typically can only have 20 players on your roster. So we'll see if uh, if moves come soon sooner than that. But... Uh, just so you know where the roster stands right now. Uh, We'll be back on Monday talking more about the draft, winners and losers. On Tuesday, we're going to really dive into the specific fit for every player, both this next season and beyond. We'll have more info on the Summer League roster sometime next week. It's just going to be a lot. We're here five days a week on Locked on Thunder. Subscribe anywhere you get podcasts from, including on YouTube. And until Monday, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.